This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Larry, how are you? I'm doing great, my friend. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing all right, you know. I a little know. Yankee rain out tonight. Yeah. Monday night football. The Rangers yeah. are rolling into the season. So. Oh, shekels? Shekels? No, no shekels tonight. You know, no shekels tonight. You know, you don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to go to that well too often. You know, ride them when it's hot. Knowledge of the blue shirts. You know, ride them when it's hot, Gordon. Yeah, ride them when it's hot. Hard to be any hotter than they are right now. They are rolling, and listen, they have to because that's what's expected of them. Yeah, but I mean, would they expect it to be like? I mean, there's uh, the the goal scoring every single. It feels like Zabenejad scoring a goal every single night. Panarin's been, I mean, outstanding. So Mm -hmm. I know it's still very early on in the season, but man, they, you know, sometimes when you have a a good run the year before, it takes you a little while to get rolling in that next season. That has not been the case for the Rangers so far. That has not been the case. All right, Gordon, we'll talk about football in a second with the local teams. Uh, how are you feeling about this Yankee game tomorrow? Are, are you more confident in Cortez tomorrow than you were yes. Tyone tonight? Yes, I was. And, and especially because it felt like even if they were able to get the game started, the weather was going to be a problem throughout. So you didn't know, you know, even if Tyone started and did well, it might be a thing where you get another rain delay, right? And then he can't mm-hmm. come back, even though maybe he threw two good innings or something like that. So I might, I mean, you want it to be the type of thing where the team that plays the best wins yeah, and it's not, yeah. you know, a function of the weather or the delays or some other break that some team gets. So I think it's best for both teams that they go tomorrow. And it's certainly, I, I do feel more confident in Nestor even going on short rest than I did about Tyone tonight. Gordon, are you going to need another shortstop next season? I mean, if IKF cannot play in games four and five and you've got this kid Cabrera, I mean, he he can't be here next year, Gordon. He can't. No, and it's been a problem all year long. Uh, We've known it all year long, and the Yankees all year long said, no, no, the numbers that we use, uh, he's a top-flight shortstop. And, you know, look, you can use whatever numbers you want. And if a guy is a top-flight position player at his spot defensively, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all the the metrics will tell you that. It's not just that one or two – and if it's just one or two that tell you, and then it's probably a, it's not really true. And mm-hmm. and most importantly, if you watch the games, you know it's not true. He has yeah. pl- he has problems with routine. Pl- I mean, I think it was the season opener. He he had one of those plays. Yeah. So it's been an issue all season long. They should have won Game Three. That's kind of the reason why you can't feel too that all that confident going into Game Five. And that kind of feels like the series should be over already. Yeah. Yeah. It does, and I got to tell you, I know it's revisionist history, but Aaron Boone had me scratching my head with some of those moves, Gordon, with the bullpen. Oh, game three? Yeah. yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you go to – I don't want to pitch Holmes two days in a row. I'd rather pitch him four and five than three and four. How do you know you're going to get to four and five? Like, do they ever <laughs> go through these things and say them out loud, or do they just <laughs> say them in their head? Because sometimes when you say something only in your head – it makes sense. But then when you say it out loud, you're like, no, that sounds ridiculous. Like, I can't use him in game three because I don't want to use him back-to-back. But I can use him in games four and five back-to-back. <laughs> I only want to use – I only can use him in an emergency. Meanwhile, this is a, a game that you can take and, and move up in the series. You don't know if you're going to need him tomorrow. And more importantly than that, look, if, if the deal was that Holmes was not going to be able to pitch – as much as he ordinarily would. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But then that has to impact 
the way that you manage the bullpen in that game leading up to it because you know you don't have him. Right. So I think I think um, uh, Lewisaga only faced two batters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the other decisions that were made in that game just didn't make any sense with the knowledge if you knew ahead of time, well, I don't have Holmes in this game tonight. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, a lot of the things that the Yankees say, you just wonder whether or not they say them out loud. And for them to actually admit that they can't trust IKF at shortstop mm-hmm. at this point, that's yep. a pretty big admission because generally all season long they've just denied it the entire way. See, for me, it was very simple. I have my ace going in game four, okay? He's going to take me to I, – I believe he's going to take me to the seventh inning. So let me use Holmes tonight. He's off on game in game four, and then I'm good. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Like, I don't know how game four is going to go. Exactly. Maybe, right? Maybe the Yankee offense breaks out and they score eight runs. No, yeah. I don't need them. Yeah, you know, right. like, let, let's cross – let's jump off that bridge when we get to it. Let's get, let's get across this first bridge before yes. we worry about what's down the road. So, yeah, it made no sense. None. The, the reasoning, the explanations given made absolutely no sense whatsoever. So, hopefully, you know, game five, an extra day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just – to me, it just feels like we'll always be talking about that game three right. and that decision and that you cannot allow opportunities – to get away from you like that, and that is no. at this series should be over. If the Yankees had managed it properly, it feels like it would have been over. And it's already uh, the type of situation with the Guardians where it feels like all the breaks have kind of gone their way, right? Mm-hmm. All these soft yeah. hits, all this soft contact, and, and here you are giving them another break and blowing a game that you should have had. A two-run lead in that situation, even with the questions of the Yankee bullpen, you should have been able to close that out. You didn't need to bring Peralta in. At the, if, you're gonna, if you were going to make a change, okay, then you bring the kid in, in the, with a clean inning. Don't bring him in with runners on base. Why would you put him in that spot? If, if you have to use him, use him with a clean inning. Peralta did not need to go back out there. Yeah, it, it, look, their, their decisions uh, have not made a whole lot of sense uh, in that game especially. I mean, we talk about these things all year long, and they just kind of deny them and, and whatnot. But um, – mm-hmm. You know, that one that and it's funny because I don't really I feel like at this stage of my fandom life, it's really hard for me to feel like pain from a loss. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. it takes a lot. And that one on Saturday night, that one hurt like yeah. that one. I still like I woke up Sunday. I was still ticked off. You know, even today I was still ticked off, even though they got the win last night. It just feels like that was such a blown opportunity and yeah. one that could have easily been avoided. And when you consider what's happened with other teams like yours, like the Dodgers, like Atlanta, like the Mets, who are home, it makes you a little nervous, Gordon. It just makes you a little nervous. Oh, amazed. absolutely. You gotta put you gotta put these teams away when you have the opportunity. And absolutely. now it's really impacted how you're gonna go in this series. If you survive, it impacts what you're doing against Houston. Absolutely. It does. And Trevino, I couldn't think of the other reliever. They you know, they if yeah, you Trevino. telling me you don't have homes, you can't go to Trevino for one batter. Right. You know, right. or two batters. You got to, you got to, you got to extend him out. out a little bit. Yeah. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Come on back. We'll continue our conversations about the Yankees do or die game five, and we'll talk about an incredible Sunday for both local football teams. That's next on ninety eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety eight point seven ESPN. Gordon, this team. 
I'm going all around TVs, right? I'm looking at I'm looking at different games. I'm looking at the red zone. I'm, I'm going remote's on fire. And I, I'm looking at the game. It's like, wow, it's 20 to 10, fourth quarter. Man, what's the tough one? The Giants, you know, I, I thought they'd be a little better in this one. Go I go, I look at the Jet game and look at Red Zone. I come back. <laughs> Barkley's going. <laughs> the Giants have the lead. I'm like, what happened? Yeah, well, I mean, look, we, we've talked a lot about the Giants so far this year, and we credit the coaching, which obviously Brian Dable has to be the runaway uh, choice right now for coach of the year. But at the end of the day, it comes down, you know, you can be the greatest coach in the world, but if the players don't execute whatever you're coaching them to do or coach it, you know, execute the plays that are called, it doesn't really matter. And you take a look at the, what the Giants were able to do on Sunday against Baltimore, especially down the stretch of that game. They were able to execute. And Baltimore, which I think is a more talented team, but they did not execute. They completely imploded down the stretch. So credit to the Giants, a team that has won, I think, five games. Uh, they've not won more than five. I think they've only won five, more than five games once in the last five years. And now they have five wins in their first six games. Absolutely incredible. It really is. And, Gordon, once again, you made the point last week about Joe Judge. This is a less talented team than Joe yes, Judge right. had last year. Yeah. Less. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the, the wide receiver core is, is uh, you know, all banged up. Now, they do have a healthy Barkley, and that has obviously made a – but, you know, he did not have – you know, it's one thing when he has a game that he just kind of takes over on individual plays. I didn't really feel like – he he took over that game. Now he's still the focus, and the defense has to pay attention to him, so he doesn't right. take over the game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean this this offense has been all, you know in tatters in terms of what the <laughs> the expected talent was, and yet they keep making plays and they keep making you know scoring late in games. And Daniel Jones keeps being efficient. He's not turning the football over. Yep. Is uh, making big throws when he needs to. Fourteen points in the fourth quarter yesterday. Yeah. So uh, credit to them in a, in a game where it did seem like the Ravens, you know, were toying with the Giants for a little bit, yep. and then we're starting to pull away. The Giants come right back and uh, take care of business, man. What a win! It was it was a nice win for them. And listen, you you were always interested to see how this was going to work, right? It's it's the great. Not only has it been a great se- season for them already, but obviously. It's Wink Martindale against his former team. How's that going to go? He knows the offense. He knows what they want to do. How did they? How did they figure that stuff out? What happened? It, it was just it, he had them. He had Lamar Jackson on the run a lot in this game. Yeah, I'm sorry, and especially down the stretch, right? And they put yep. they put pressure on him down the stretch of that game, and uh, he uh, imploded. I mean, there's no other way to, to for a guy who is supposedly you know in the conversation for MVP. If you would have told anybody ahead of time that they would have held, you know, Lamar Jackson to I think it was about 205 or 210 yards passing, uh, you know, he made some plays with his legs, but uh, certainly did not uh, did not kill you. And then down the stretch, he was going to turn the football over and and provide you an opportunity, and you take advantage. I mean, they cashed it in. It oh, wasn't yeah. just like he turned it over and they didn't have to do anything else with it. No, they still have to cash it in. So. What a performance by them. And uh, even on a day where Jackson ran for 77 yards, yeah, yeah. it didn't really feel like he ever had a, a real rhythm to his game. And nope. that credit goes to the Giants' defense. It does. And they were – listen, they've been really, really good so far this season. And, you know, you, you like what they've been able to do. Here's uh, Brian Dable on Wink Martindale and the defense. And as you mentioned, Gordon, the defense was pretty good. Here's the Giants' head coach. 
Uh, yeah, I thought, you know, they played the best when it counted the most. I mean, obviously, we gave up some plays there to Andrews in the run game a little bit, uh, tightened down up in the red zone. But, you know, when it counted the most, players and, and Wink dialed up a good, you know, a couple good schemes, and the players executed well in the fourth quarter. That's what we thought it would be, a fourth-quarter game. And it was a fourth-quarter game. And, and, Gordon, you and I went over their schedule. They've got Jacksonville this week. I mean, Gordon, Jackson, and Jacksonville's better. We understand. Gordon Giants should win that game. That, 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 oh, absolutely. That, I mean, I, that's not even the winnable game. That That's like, no. they should win that game. Yeah. I mean, really, of the next four games, the only one that you would say, I, I wouldn't even say that it's not um, an expected win, but, like, it's a tough trip to go out to Seattle. Seattle is playing yes. well. Um, but, I mean, the reason why you kind of felt some optimism about the Giants' schedule, uh, the Giants' season was because of their schedule Mm-hmm. Their toughest parts, at least anytime soon, have already taken place. It was Cowboys, yeah. it was Packers, yep. it was Ravens, and uh, out, you know they lost to the Cowboys, but they got two wins in the other two games. So now Jaguars, Seahawks, Texans, and Lions. There is absolutely no reason that the Giants are not winning at least three of those games. And I think that, I mean, after you do what you do, I think you kind of expect to win each of them. Now, it's yeah. a weird, you know, the NFL is a weird season; things happen, so maybe you don't win all four of them, but. I think three of them is is very doable. I mean, this team could be Gordon. This team could be eight and one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, now now you're like, well, forget about getting the quarterback in the draft. We got to figure out what we're doing with the quarterback and running back we got now. What do we well, do? Do I mean, we look, franchise them? Do yeah. what do we do? I mean, I, I think it's becoming more and more clear that he will be here in one way, shape, or form. Uh, now, look, maybe if there's a quarterback that falls in the draft right because you're not going to be picking all that high in the draft maybe the Giants still feel like that's you know worth the pick uh you know late in first round who knows Mm -hmm. but yeah I I could see a scenario where they draft somebody and and bring back Jones as well just because the position is that important but yeah what Daniel Jones has been able to do and what you know if you keep winning games that's a good problem to have no doubt about it here's uh Julian Love he of course with the big interception, Gordon, that led to the Giants' game-winning touchdown of Saquon Barkley, he says, uh, we love turning, getting turnovers. He's on top of the world. I mean, you'd be kidding yourself if you, you know, don't want to beat your, t- your former team uh, in any aspect. I know he's done a great job of not putting that on us, um, not making it, this game bigger than it was. But for sure, it means a little more to him. He had an extra chip on his shoulder. And so, yeah, he was uh, all smiles after the game. Of course, Wink Martindale was happy, Gordon. He beat his former team. <laughs> yeah, how could you not be, right? <laughs> see, I should have. See, you should have made it nice for me to stay. And Gordon, the defense is not the same. Well, it's I mean, look, they've had a very strange year, uh, mm-hmm. Ravens. So uh, this is one where I mean, they again credit to the Giants for making the plays that they needed to. But if you're a Baltimore fan, you have to feel like you've just, this is a third game that you just gave away. Yeah. You yep. know, there are three losses that you have to feel like you kind of just gave them gave wins away. And if you're not three and three in the NFL right now, you stink. It yeah. feels like everybody is three and three or better. Yeah. And if you're not three and three, well, then you got major problems. You really do. 1-800-919-3776. When we return, we're going to talk about, Gordon, the second place team in the AFC East. It's the New York Jets. We'll talk about that next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, Gordon, it was an interesting day at Lambeau Field yesterday. Robert Sala and, of course, 
Bob Susan with a great job on the play-by-play here on 98.7 ESPN. we get to the calls in a second. But, Gordon, I got to tell you, here's what jumped out at me. Two things jumped out at me about the game yesterday. This was the Jet defense we kind of been waiting to see for two years. And they, they were in Aaron Rodgers' face early and often. That was number one. And number two, Gordon, usually, and I said this yesterday, normally with young teams, teaching them how to finish people off, opponents off, is the last thing they learn. This team seems like they play better in the fourth quarter in the wins they've had. Well, they certainly did yesterday, uh, and that was that. That's where that game was. Like you know, for all the talk about you know Brees Hall or the block kick, I love a good block kick. I love a good you know block punt here and there. The defensive line, and uh, specifically Quentin Williams, just completely. It was a man. It was men against boys uh, with that Packers offensive line. They absolutely ate him up and spit him out, and the Packers could not do a single thing. So. If this is the Jet defense, that you, you know, and obviously the secondary and Sauce and, and Reed and all the, the other parts of it, but that defensive line yesterday just absolutely ate them for breakfast. And it seemed like every single play, there was a Jet lineman in the backfield, if not more than one. So mm-hmm. uh, from the defense that you saw last year to where this defense is right now uh, is a night and day difference. Now, I will say this. I think the Giants are good. Mm-hmm. I think the Jets are good. Mm-hmm. I think the Packers stink. I think, yeah. the, I, I think that that's my biggest takeaway from the last two weeks is yeah. that they have real problems and they are not going to be fixed anytime soon. So, uh, but the Jets don't care about that. So uh, <laughs> good win for them. When it's your biggest test of the season so far and you come through in flying colors like they did, all credit goes to you. And that was a big win for them yesterday. Big win for them yesterday. And as we mentioned, the defense has been – I mean, that that's the defense we expected. And they seem – Gordon, it's like Salah said to Obrick, let them go. You know, like they weren't they weren't tentative. You know what I'm saying? They no, just They were very all. aggressive. They were like, oh my go, God, go get them. Were, just go get yeah. them. Like, let them go. Just stop holding them back. And he, and he didn't have to blitz that much either, Gordon. I mean, this, no. this was just a Why would you? <laughs> Why would you? I mean, you, they had guys in the backfield. It felt like every single play. They had no, the the Packers had nothing going offensively, and it was because Roger. Look, maybe Rogers has started to age as well. Obviously, his skill position players are not as good as they've been in years past with the Devontae Adams not being there. But that didn't even almost matter because the Jets got constant pressure on almost every single play with their front four. And if you can mm-hmm. do that, you're going to own the game. And the Jets absolutely owned the game yesterday. And listen, they didn't need. And Zach Wilson had a very pedestrian game. Oh yeah, no. Look and look, that's Which is great. perfect. That's perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> so I mean, you, 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 at this stage, it's okay if your quarterback mm-hmm. is not the one that's leading the way. Yep. Other guys can lead the way. And right now, with what you're seeing about, look, last year the defense was so bad, it wouldn't have mattered how good Zach Wilson was. That's right. So this year, if Zach Wilson is, you know, a work in progress or, you know, only made a couple of big-time throws, that's all you needed from him. That's all you needed. You know, when you got the that, – that's the, the game plan that you want for a young yep. quarterback, right? Yep. A, a huge defense that comes in and smacks people in the face and a running game that just eats away the clock at the end. So uh, you, you shouldn't be asking too much of your quarterback, and they didn't ask that much of him yesterday, and they didn't need to. And I got to tell you, Gordon, they had the lead. And I know this is not your, your dad's Packers. But when they marched down, I was like, uh-oh, this is when it turns. And they came, and the Jets came right back and scored and answered their touchdown. I was like, 
oh, this 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 team is growing up a little bit. That's that's what you have to do, especially on the road. That's what you do. That that's how you that's how you learn to win. That's how you 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 gain confidence. And so this was a, for both local football teams yesterday. It was it was it was nice. And Gordon, the two of them have won nine games. Gordon, when's the last time we weren't oh talking? God. When's the last time we weren't talking about the NFL draft? At this point, yeah, <laughs> At this point. absolutely. Well, look, we, we kind of said it last week after the Dolphin game with the Jets. Certainly said it after the the Giants beat the Packers. This is what you're, you're looking for. This is what progress looks like, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, I think that the Jets' progress is uh, not expected, but like it makes more sense yes, because yeah. you know they're further along in the process and they've been drafting very high up here the last few years. Um, even though yesterday's final result, I think, was very unexpected—not just the win, but the way that they just controlled that game. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, this is what this is what you were hoping for coming into the season and getting that win against the Steelers. Man, huge difference between being one and three and being two and, uh, and oh. two and two. Yeah. And then to go and get a win against the Do- – I mean, you know, my old joke that I've used many a time, the only time the Jets string three W's together is on their website. I can't use that one anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. And for Jet fans, here's the thing that you, you want to tone yourself down. Don't get too excited, right? You want to you know, maintain. Let's see what happens. But at least it, was, it wasn't against the backup. It wasn't against a kid. It wasn't no. against the third-string quarterback. It was against one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. So – when your defense is able to play like that, and I mean, Gordon, we're used to seeing the Jet offensive line attack like that. Not, Absolutely. <laughs> not the Packer offensive line. No. Well, look, I mean, we've seen it enough with the Jets and the Giants over the last five years. If you, if you don't have an offensive line that can function at all, you can't do anything. Nothing. It's pointless. It's like, don't even, bo- like, don't even bother me if you, if you can't protect to some level where every single play in the last five years with the Jets and the Giants, that's been the case. True. And even earlier this year, kind of felt like that was the case with the Jets. <laughs> you did. But you're right. Uh, that was a big performance, and now you know this is this is the gauntlet of the schedule, right? Like the yeah. Packers, Broncos, Patriots twice, and the Bills. This is mm-hmm. where you know we're going to see just how good it can be. But four and two, sitting here after six games, I don't think many people would have expected that. Not I know I all. didn't. No, I know I didn't either. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We'll come back. We'll take your phone calls on. Jets, Giants, and Yankees next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Eli's in Washingtonville. Oh, Eli, you're up first on ESPN New York Tonight. Good evening, fellas. Listen, uh, yeah. Did you light a candle today hoping the Yankees lose, Eli? I know, I'm just... No, I'm good. I'm, I'm wishing the Yankees win. You know, I'm surprised you guys are talking about football. You know, we're not dead yet. You know, uh, it's gonna, we got rained yeah. out, and it's probably going to be t- this afternoon. But, but let me ask you a question: What's the definition of insanity? Well, the the, the definition of insanity by uh, Albert Einstein was doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. All right. So, how, why are we shocked that Aaron Boone is doing these decisions over and over and over, and? You know, and we expect good results. No, you're going to always be bad. You know, at this point, I'm wishing this guy, uh, Brian Dable, comes over and manages the Yankee bullpen. But, uh, listen, it's 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 the, the softest landing spot that the Yankees had was were the Indians. Like, this was supposed to be the cakewalk where, you know, where uh, Cole was supposed to like, go back to, the you know, his ace form with this team that doesn't hit home runs all over the place. 
and here the Yankees are just beating themselves, and which is, is, is shocking. Like, Judge has one home run, and he's even making throwing errors on the field. Like, it, it's it's shocking, and, and I'm, I'm glad that they finally admitted that uh, Connor Valespa is not a, a Yankee shortstop, or he's not a good shortstop, and it was a mistake by Brian Cashman again. Yeah, that trade, that trade was, was terrible. I was not a fan of that move at the time. Uh, Donaldson, at least at the beginning of the season, I had some hope wouldn't be this bad. But, no, that trade has been a uh, disaster. Absolutely. But I never well, look, I mean, the, the, thing, with, the thing with with Holmes in game three, Eli, to me, that's not you – know, like, if you're just blaming Boone for that, uh, I think you're missing the, the – that that's an organizational – that's the, the – you know, every criticism you, that you can have of Aaron Boone really should be put at Brian Cashman because Brian Cashman is the person who is running the organization. The only reason why Aaron Boone is here is because of Brian Cashman. So all these things that you throw at Boone's feet because he's the manager and he's the point guy, and I get it. Uh, to me, that one was not so much on Boone as it is he's told you can't use Holmes in this game. Uh, here's what I want, and it's never going to happen, Gordon. But I would love for the sabermetricians to come down and speak to the media. Right. Because it's their numbers that, that force these folks' decisions. It's their numbers. I Absolutely. mean, Eli, I hear what you're saying. Look, has Cashman, was that a great deal by Cashman? No, it wasn't. No, it, was it, was a, it, was, it was addition by subtraction because they were done with Sanchez. Okay, so, you know, so they, they had to make some other moves and do some other stuff. They knew that, that ICAF was just for a year because they've got two young kids that they're going to bring up next year, Gordon, who are going to be your shortstop. One of the two are going to be your shortstop. So this is Sabermetrics, my friends. This is Sabermetrics 2022. You can't use this guy here because of this situation. You can't use that guy there. You get Right now, Wandy's your closer. He's, he's the most effective guy you've got, Gordon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, It's not even I mean, close. Not even really, yeah, not really even close. Yeah, no. I mean, well, look, I, I think that they would use Luizaga there, but they like him in a multi Mm-hmm. You know, multi-inning type situation where you can bring him in in an inning, and then he can pitch the next inning as well. Um, but uh, yeah, that Donaldson and IKF oh, deal. I mean, no. Donaldson's still on the hook for another twenty-three million dollars next I year. Know. I know. Can you imagine that? I mean, after the <laughs> postseason that he's had, I I, I can't wait to. Uh, you got to trade him, right? Both of them. <laughs> and, and, go. and you know, to not have Peraza on the 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 division series mm-hmm. roster. I yeah. mean, it, 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 as soon as you saw it, right? Like, yep. the Yankees try to outthink these things, and it seems like they're wrong so much of the time. Like, yep. we've all said all year, IKF is not a great defensive shortstop. Mm-hmm. And, and and now, finally, it's it's dawned on them when it cost them a playoff game that should have put them up two games to one. And if things play out the same way in game four, you would have won this series at that point. But it is what it is. It is what it is. We move on to a do-or-die game five. Max is in the car. Max, you're next on 98.7. Hey guys, long time listeners, first time caller, big fan, you know, I just want to tell you guys that, you know, I always really enjoy the show. Thank you. Thanks, Max. So, um, currently I'm on the, um, the Tappan Zee and uh, I'm driving home. I took the train from Pelham, but I'm actually from Bergen County, New Jersey. So, you know, I was at the game tonight and, you know, I can't really fault Major League Baseball for not calling the game earlier because I truly believe that there was going to be a window in which that they were able to to play tonight's game, and, you know, obviously they have the same thought, but, you know, and, and this has, I'm sure, been happening. This is the first time it's ever happened to me where I've been to a game and it's been rained out, but, uh, you know, obviously this has been happening since the beginning of time, but I think it's just, you know, really cruel that, 
you know, there's thousands of people there sitting there for three, four hours, and, you know, the stadium is making tons of money off of people going to the concession stand and buying beers. And, you know, I don't know necessarily know how something like this could be done, but, you know, there should be some sort of compensation for the fans that were there. And, you know, I'm fortunate, you know, I'm going to be going back tomorrow, but there were people that came all the way from South Jersey, I heard, when we were walking out, you know, a three-hour trip. You know, I understand that maybe there's no exchanges or no refunds on the t- on, on the tickets, but Major League Baseball should figure out a way to compensate the fans that were there today. You know, either if it's 10 20% back on the tickets, you know, a voucher for a free water or, or a free soda or something, you know, tomorrow when they go to the game. But, you know, just to, you know, to have all those fans in there all night spending all that money and then for them to call the game at 9 o'clock. And, you know, there's a lot of young kids there, too, that, that you know, you know, probably had to leave early. It wouldn't have been able to to, to, to watch the game too. It, it was just, I think, it was just a really bad situation. And you know, obviously there are bigger problems in the world. I, I you know, I understand that. And you know, I'm so mad that I'll be going back tomorrow. But you know, I just think that it, it was a really bad situation. And you know, I'm not necessarily thrilled. And most people that were at that were at Yankee Stadium tonight aren't either. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you taking the time. All right, Max, thanks for the phone call. Gordon, it was a tough situation for Major League Baseball because they really didn't want to give up the day off um, for a travel day. Right. You know, they didn't want to give up the day off tomorrow, and they were trying to wait to get it in, and, you know, they couldn't do it. They, I hear what you're saying, Max, and this is a Major League Baseball issue because, you know, they're in charge. Yeah, and look, Major League Baseball has made it uh, perfectly clear on every decision that they make that all they care about is making the most money as they can at any given time. Yep. So uh, if it means that people have to sit there for four hours in the rain, they don't care. No. Uh, I mean, just take a look at the the whole thing with the streaming this year and all the different apps and this and that. They have made it, ab- like, forget what they say, because I'm sure they'll say, oh, we saw a window that we thought we could play. And, mm-hmm. That was uh, the line. Just forget about <laughs> what they say. Just watch what they do. And it's clear that they only care about making as much money as they possibly can every single step of the way. Yeah. And they, and they do a pretty good job of it. Oh, look, they're doing a great <laughs> job, right? If that's all you care about, right? That's but it. I, I hear what he's saying. Like, can you imagine going to a game and you oh. think, all right, maybe it's going to be a little delayed. I'm sure that they weren't giving you, like, updates during the game. Like, no. oh, well. It's, the it's, media it's didn't not... even know. No. So, so if the media didn't know, you know the fans didn't know. No. It didn't seem all that promising. No, from the beginning. But, you know, they're like, well, you know, maybe we, if, we, if we get a chance to get it in, let's bring everybody out and have them wait around and spend a whole bunch of money, and who cares if it's wrong? You know, and, and we can't have another rain out in this. I mean, we right. had one rain out already. We can't have another rain out in, in right. the five-game And series. at the end of the day, what's going to happen? Another A bunch rainout. of people will yell and scream at the sky, and then they'll go back tomorrow. Yeah, you're right. You're right. 1-800-919-3776 and a couple of tweets as well. That's next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Russell Wilson looked good opening drive. We was flinging the ball around 10 of 10. Then power failure with, Nate, with Hackett's offense. Yeah, that <laughs> offensive line for the Broncos, boy. Oh. He has taken some hits tonight. That last drive on a big third yeah. down, somebody came, I mean, running full speed, untouched, right, right up the middle, Larry, and just yeah. just absolutely hammered him. So I'm sure Quinn and Williams is watching this someplace and absolutely salivating right now. Mm-hmm. Saying, ooh, I got some more, I got some more sacks coming. More money, yeah. more money, more money. <laughs> Said back to the phones at one 800 919 Let's go to Tony in the Bronx. Tony, you're next on 98.7. 
Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking the call. Listen, uh, Gordon, I'm not going to beat a dead horse here over and over, but uh, it's it's really disgusting what MLB does sometimes, and you hit it right on the head. Their, their primary goal is to make money, and it, and it's actually pretty disgraceful. You know, you sit there for three hours, you're really watching, you're like, they're not playing this game. There's no way, but you're kind of caught in a conundrum. Like, do I stay? Absolutely. Do I go? Of course. They know that. Do, do they I rely lose on out? Sure. Right? Because there's no recourse. As a fan, there's no recourse. Like, right, what, what do you do? You lose out. It's a total loss. That's it. It's a total loss. And the sad part is that tomorrow there'll be 40-plus thousand there, and they won't even flinch. Yep. And, listen, I've been a Yankee fan since I was a kid. I'm in my 40s. Th- this weighs on you. And it, after a while, it's just like, you know what? I'm just going to stay home. I'm not going anymore. Because when they pull stunts like this and you see people dropping two, $300, you know, just sitting around buying beers and drinks, and it's like, then you cancel it. They didn't give an update for it. From, I think the last update was at 620 in the stadium. The last update was three hours before they canceled the game. That's disgraceful. And there's no recourse. I don't I don't understand how 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 an organization, how a company can get away with it, but they do. Thanks for taking my call, guys. I appreciate it. All right, Tony. Well, I mean, look, you know, and, and I'm not blaming you, Tony, because I'm, I'm as much a part of the problem, not obviously in this example here, but there's been other times where if they do something, right, and it's terrible to do it to you, and yet – you can't, you can't wait to go back and spend more money. They're just going to keep doing the same thing to you. And, it, and they've, right. made it, they've made it abundantly clear with every action that they only care, they, the only thing they care about you is your money. That's yep. all they care about you. That's right. And, and no it's not just Major League Baseball. It's other no, sports it's leagues too. as well. Yeah. But it's really bad here because oh, it's, it's a ter- ton I mean, of that's weather. That's disgraceful, right? <laughs> you're outside. You know, sitting, you're sitting out there, <laughs> two hours of rain, waiting for a playoff game, where everybody in the stadium has to be thinking, there's no way they're going to play this game, no. right? Mm-mm. But no. because it's Major League Baseball, if they, you know, <laughs> they got to get it in for TV, they'll figure out a way. <laughs> they'll try to find a way. Yeah, they'll find a window, all right. They, they were, and listen, they tried. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they tried. There's no the, question about it. The only it. surprising thing is they didn't wait longer. Yeah. <laughs> Well, then they were afraid that they might end it past, past the primetime viewing rates where they could charge probably, the, the most amount of money probably, for the commercials. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because you get to like, listen, uh, uh, do or die game five, Gordon? How many how many extra inning games did we have without the ghost runner? 14, well, 15, 18 innings? If they want extra innings, then they'd say, you know what, just switch over to Apple TV right now when you get a chance. <laughs> I'm going to broadcast the rest of this one on the Crackle app on FUBU. <laughs> <laughs> Some other cockamamie thing. Rob's in Massachusetts. Hey, Rob, you're next on 98.7. Hey, guys. Great show tonight. I want to know who's stupider. Major League Baseball or Brandon Staley, the coach of the Chargers. I mean, you know, I'll just kind of talk about this for a second because my second favorite team besides the Giants has been the Chargers since I'm a kid with the old Air Coriol teams. What is with this guy? You're going down the field. you got a chance to take the lead with a field goal, and you go for it. On fourth and two, and you throw the ball down the field, eight yards incomplete. I mean, I know they just stopped Denver, but I, mean, I don't understand this coach. I mean, is this guy, like, for real with his analytical thinking? I mean, what's analytical about not taking the lead in the game when you have a kicker that's pretty good? I don't, I don't get it. And, well, and the kicker's obviously, hurt. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, go ahead. 
the the, the kicker is hurt tonight, yeah. so that is one thing going I against him. But no, I mean well, the, yeah, the, the, the analytical up, yeah. decisions. You know, the fourth downs. That's well documented. You know, I can't stand it. I can't page. stand the guy. I mean, it's like all you know. They're like all talented, no brains at charges, and it goes back for years and years and years. Anyway, about the Giants, obviously ecstatic about the win. It's really interesting, guys. Though I find yesterday I was working on stats for my for my program tomorrow. Actually, I do my program tomorrow on Tuesdays up here in Mass. But I was looking at the stats. I couldn't believe. You know, the Giants got 238 yards, and the Ravens got 406. And you're like. How the hell did the Giants win? But they held them to field goals. And I have to say, just Saquon Barkley, you know, I'm obviously just taking that knee and going before, you know, he got in yesterday, just shows you the coaching. And you see the way he's taking on the tacklers, too. He's taking them right on. I have to give a tremendous credit to this coaching staff. What a difference. I mean, between this and Joe Judge last year, guys, yeah. I mean, come on, a difference. Oh, my God. I always felt like going back and looking at some of Joe Judge's press conference just to get Why a good laugh. Why would you do laugh. that? You know, oh, my God. No, I no don't do that. Laugh, you know? I know, I know. It's depressing. But anyway, I'm just I'm joking. But anyway, so um, about the Yankee game, just one more point. Uh, tomorrow, obviously, you know, and I really feel bad for the people who went down there. I obviously grew up, you know, 25 minutes from the Bronx. I went to World Series games as a kid. But um, the question tomorrow is, will you pitch Nestor? I mean, tomorrow, did you get an extra yeah. day? He's oh, they are. Okay. Yep, yep, okay. Yep, starting. Let's all right, Rob, better. Thanks Let's for the phone call. Right, guys, thanks yeah, so much. Starting, so, all right, no problem. We, so, I mean, that's the right move. Who else would you pitch in that situation? But the next he's on short rest, but it's okay. And look, every you know, you still have Tyone, right? So yeah. if Nestor gets into some trouble early on and you need some innings, I mean, it's all hands on deck tomorrow. I don't want to hear any excuses <laughs> of this guy wasn't available today. Now with the rain out, I don't want to hear any excuses. And I was just seeing uh, some quotes from Brian Cashman about be, people being forced to sit through the uh, quote. A lot of people were forced to wait through some bad weather, and for that we're sorry. I don't wish that on our fans. Nobody wants to have their customers struggle through that type of stuff. We all thought we were playing tonight. Well, here's the thing. If that's true and the Yankees, you know, do really feel bad, all concessions are 50% off tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, give, yeah. give, give people something to show them yeah. that you're just not ringing them for every last penny yep. when you – I mean, nobody thought – I mean, how did anybody think they were playing tonight? They should have called that game early. They should right. just call the game, Gordon. They, and and they I don't think – I mean, this is not the Yankees' fault that they didn't no, call the game. No, it's Major League Baseball. Right. It's Major League Baseball, but, you know, if it's true that you feel so bad for your customers – well, give the give the customers a little something. Well, he can feel bad because it's not his call. <laughs> right, right. You, know, you want to call Rob Manfred? He's the one to call the game. I had nothing to do with it. It's Major yeah. League Baseball's job. Davidson, Long Island. What's up, Dave? Taking my call. Um, I just pulled into my house coming back from the Yankee game after a really <laughs> miserable night there and spending a fortune on food and drinks and everything else. And it was frustrating because actually two of the Cleveland players right before they called it out, came out from the dugout and started long tossing and having a catch on the field. So I really thought the game was going to start. But I just wanted to give one little gesture I think that they could make. You know, the Yankees kind of gouge you on parking. I paid $55 to park in the garage, and they raise it to what they normally charge during the season. They could have at least let people take that voucher that they prepaid, and when they leave the garage, keep it. And use it for tomorrow as opposed to having us pay again. And we're going to pay $110 just for parking for this game on top of the hundreds of dollars we spent on food and drinks and everything else and waiting three or four hours. And that's an example of one gesture they could really do that seems very reasonable. Well, I think, and I'm not positive about this, David, I believe that the the parking garages are owned by a separate company. The Yankees don't own the parking garages, I believe. 
So that's the. Well, only, I think you know, you're right. I think uh, that that is a separate. Right. But there's still a way they could make. Right. Some I, I, look, if they, if they want to do something, do anything. Right. Anything yeah, is better than something. nothing. Right. After what you said yeah. tonight, I completely agree. Hi, right, yeah. David. Thanks Thank, for the phone thanks call. Thanks for taking the call. Bye bye. Uh, Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? You know something, guys? Let me tell you something. This is very horrible with MLB to those fans tonight. But uh, if you ask Aaron Boone quietly, <laughs> he's happy that that game got postponed for that bullpen. You know what I mean? You know, listen, man. It's crazy, man. The Yankees shouldn't even be in this position. But anyway, um, you know, you guys were talking about the Jets. And, you know, the defense specifically and how Ulbrich, uh, how Salator Ulbrich could turn them loose. You know, there was a very important moment in the season when, you know, things were looking like they were going to go sideways. You know, Quinn Williams ready to fight the assistant defensive coach, uh, Reed saying stuff about the communication and all that. And, you know, I'm going to give Sal a feather in his cap. You know, in terms of, like, the way the coaches are nowadays, you know, he listened to the players, he gave them a voice, and it seemed like that's worked along with the receipts thing. You know, um, it just looks like it's going to be a decent season. You know, looking at this game tonight, though, right, the next Jets, next competition, I mean, mm-hmm. as bad as the Broncos' offense is, their defense is twice as good. So this is going to be a slugfest. You know, it's just, you know, you come out of this, basically, you know, I'm looking towards New England. That's the game where I, next week I, I could care less whether the Jets win or lose. I don't mean it in that sense, you know, but, you know, I'm not – They've got, they built up a little equity. We we got to get New England, you know, and we owe them for putting up those two forty burgers last year. But last thing I'll just say real quick, um, you know, when I look at the charges, I got to be honest with you. You know, oh, I, I heard you say this a thousand times, and all you guys like you guys love Justin Herbert so much. I mean, you know, could he ever win a big game ever? Like ever? Like not just in college, but also in the pros and and the coach that they have. Listen, uh, you know, not honestly, man, he, 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 listen, listen. If they if he would have got sacked <laughs> when they called that timeout with one second left before um, the overtime at a strip fumble or interception for a touchdown, I would have fired that guy tomorrow. He's an Listen, idiot. I'm gonna tell you something, Buddha, and thanks for the phone He's call. On his way. I was ready to fire him when he put when he put Herbert back in the first game. He got hurt. Yeah, I, th- that's the thing. <laughs> I I don't know if Herbert's. I mean, Herbert has not looked right since then. No. Uh, so I don't think and, – and look, they're, they're dealing with a lot of injuries on the offensive line. Their offensive line is in tatters and, and um, you know, Keenan Allen's not there. And uh, I hear what he's saying, though. I mean, you know, you watch – at his peak, you watch Justin Herbert and you're like, oh, my God, this guy's unbelievable. You know, he yeah. belongs. But when you, you look under the hood, at least so far this year, uh, it's, it's not, not great. Not great. Not. and. And they're a team that had very high expectations. We've talked about this before. If the Chargers don't have a deep playoff run this year, there's going to be know, a coaching t- change. Absolutely, it's going to be a with all change. that talent there. Yes. it's not. It's, it does not look good so far. And and for a team that has been given a couple of opportunities with the ball in their hands in overtime and regulation to be able to get this win and not be able to really do much of anything. Nope, uh, it's not a great look. It is not a great look. And. <laughs> They're, they're almost making Hackett look pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And that's tough to do. Yeah. The only thing is that their offense is, is even worse. I know. I know. And he's not helping them. Russell it's, Wilson it's, started 10 for 10. He's not, I, I, last check, he was, I think, 5 of 18 since then. Mm-hmm. And, and, and not getting close. No. no. <laughs> not getting Going the close. wrong way. Going the wrong way. you call more calls next on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.
Last Monday Night Football tie came in 1983 against the Giants and the St. Louis Cardinals, 2020. It feels like while this might end up in a tie, although there's just been a big turnover in the game, yes. uh, it feels like both teams deserve a loss. <laughs> <laughs> like you both, you both get a loss for this one. Yep. You're right. They, I can't wait. I'm almost interested to see how Brian, Brandon Staley's going to screw this one up. You know, they got a huge <laughs> turnover. They're at the 30-yard line. Mm -hmm. They got an injured kicker, so that throws in some some theatrics into it. So who knows yep. how they're going to mess this one up? Oh man, and and they're right there. <laughs> they're right there. Uh, Phil's in Staten Island. Phil, you're next on 98.7. Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, just got home from the game. Um, very very livid right now. Uh, first of all, they canceled the game. And the rain stopped. There has been one out of rain since. The windshield wipers were not on the car. It was terrible. Uh, two, you guys keep on saying the customers don't get 50% off tomorrow. Half the people at tickets tonight are not going tomorrow. It's a 407 game. It's hard to make adjustments a couple hours in. And, you know, I'm not going tomorrow. I paid $300 for my tickets. I'm not going. And three, MLB is the only league that does this is with fans. Uh, NBA, NFL, I know it's different schedules, but, you know, this is a game we're going. And NFL, MLB always leaves this fan out to dry with the scheduling, one o'clock games, four o'clock games. Like, how could we watch these games in prime time, playoff games, and these afternoon games? It's really, really frustrating. The pay for tickets, I traveled, you know, two hours to get there, pay for parking, pay for beer, pay for cheesesteaks, and here I am now, just getting home, work tomorrow. It's just, it's not, not good. I'm, I'm 30 years old. Baseball and Yankees always been my number one team. Now they're not. I like MLB better, like NFL better. Just, just more reliable and honestly, just a better product. I hear what you're saying, Phil. Thanks for the phone call. And, yeah, I know there's no – and that's the thing. There's no perfect solution here. There's some people who are not going to be able to go tomorrow, and they, they – much like you, there's people who will go back tomorrow that are frustrated because they spent all this money today and, and, will, and will go back tomorrow because, they you know, they love the Yankees and they want to see this uh, – what they're going to do in a, in a big game five. But there's no real answer, the fact, because Major League Baseball is going to continue to make their money, as Gordon mentioned. And the reason why the games are at night is because there's more money. Right. Prime time, more money. Yeah. It's I mean, very simple. They, I mean, they're consistent. They do yeah, every they every decision is based on what gets them the most money. It's not like, well, you know, this is this is good for the long term benefit of the game. We're not going to, you know, just pull out every single penny and every single nickel in this decision. No, they pull out every single penny <laughs> and every single nickel in every decision. So, you know, like we're floating, hey, they should give the fans something off. They're not even going to do that. No. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm not expecting anything for tomorrow. Nope. Nope. Nothing at all. Uh, Sean's in Flushing. Hey, Sean, you're next on 98.7. Hey, gentlemen, I uh, just got a quick uh, point and then a question that I'd, uh, I'd love to hear both of your answer on about Aaron Judge. But my point about the Giants is, as a diehard fan, you know, I, I obviously I think most of us didn't expect too much. But if you look at the next three games, um, you know, there's a really, really good chance. And I think with the way Dayball coaches, that they'll be prepared. They won't be any letdowns. But there's a really good chance going to Dallas with nine and one, and I mean, if you if there was anybody in the sports world that that you would have told the Giants would be nine and one, they'd, they'd basically tell you you're nuts. So you know, just in that regard, I think it speaks volumes about coaching. I think that Saquon, like one of the callers before said, that Saquon uh, play when he just took the knee, well, you know, took a little bit of a of a dip at the end. That it it, it proves how well coached they are. And 
I just want to say kudos to uh, Dayball and his coaching staff and Wake Martindale. Those guys are just killing it. Um, my, my judge question, and I'm very curious as to your answers and maybe some callers behind me, but I think we could all agree Aaron Judge is a legit gentleman. Everything the right way. He says the right things. I don't think he's a bad guy in the sense of when it comes to contracts. Um, uh, I think he'll go to, to to San Francisco if the money's there. But with the Mets, what he's a good guy, and it would make him a really, really bad guy if he took the Met contract. How much money, in your opinion, and we know Cohen has it, how much money does it take to make Aaron Judge a bad guy? And I'm very curious to hear your question. Thank you for your answer. Thank you very much, gentlemen. All right, Sean. Thanks for the phone call. I, I don't think I don't think any amount. I don't look at it that way. Like mm-hmm. this is his chance to cash in. So like uh, I don't think any amount of money. I, I would think that you would have to. I would actually say like it makes him a bad guy if he does it for a least amount of money. Like if mm-hmm. it's only like a million dollars difference between the you know two teams and he decides to go to another team. But even then, I wouldn't say he's a bad guy. Right, but so I, I don't, I don't really think that there's any amount of money that would make me think he's a bad guy, because um, I would do the exact same thing. <laughs> there's no question. No, knowing, but knowing uh, the Mets owner, Gordon, he might throw a fifty out there on him. Well, I mean, I, I, like again, like who? I love that that that, that if that did happen, <laughs> that people would be like, "Oh, Aaron Judge, how could he do that?" You I do don't it. know what the Yankees are offering. Say the Yankees are offering 35 or 36 or 38 or even yeah. 40, and somebody yeah. comes and says, you know what, I'll give you 50. How can what you turn you that do? down? <laughs> what are you going to do? No, nah, nah, it's all right. <laughs> now, look, maybe maybe money isn't the most important thing Could to be. him. Maybe the situation that he already knows, you know, the devil mm-hmm. you know as opposed to the devil you don't, maybe that's most important. But if, it's the, if the most important thing is for him to go get money, who am I to judge you? I think it's money in years. It's not just money, Gordon. Yeah. I think it's because years he's a also. big he's a big union guy, so I'm sure mm-hmm. the union wants to kind of reset the, the marketplace. Yep. And absolutely, this is a, a once in a lifetime thing for him, yep. and it's a once in a uh, maybe a generation type thing for a free agent to be coming off this kind of year. So, uh, yeah, I mean it's it's big, but I I wouldn't look at it as um, as him being a bad guy taking any money if he decides to go to San Francisco. If, if you know whatever decision he decides to make, it's up to him to make that decision. It's his call. I guess for the caller, it's bad guy in the fan's eye, not his eye. Yeah, I mean, but how can you really say he's a bad, like a bad guy? I mean, I don't think so. You can't because the he, Yankees should have gave him more money in the beginning, right? Because he's <laughs> selfish. You think he's selfish because he's just going for the money? But this is his job. This is his. Yeah. This is what he does. That's it. Uh, and they yeah. may offer him more money, and he just may say, "You know, not enough. No, I'm not telling. Somebody offered me more money. I'm good." Right, and, and maybe you know, maybe the Giants won't offer him the most money. Yeah, that's maybe right. the, maybe he says, you know what, I just want to. I, I want to go home. To, I want to go home, right? I'm, I go you know, home. My family's getting older, and, and so this is the situation. I mean, I'd be upset. Don't get me wrong, I'd be upset. Of course, you would be. Yankee fans would be very upset, and they would be ready to run Cashman Don't out worry, of town. They, they, got, they got all that money to put in uh, IKF's new deal, and <laughs> uh, a couple extra bucks to Donaldson. And uh, no, I can't. Not gonna go. be. Gordon, there's no way IKF can be here next year. That that is the only saving grace. There's Larry. no way he could be here next year. How how Larry, can you bring this to your fans? You didn't play him in games four and five. Because it's a fresh, he, it's a fresh start. 
It's a fresh. No, no, it's a fresh, it's not a fresh no. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But yeah, no, I know. I know what you're saying. You, well, you know, don't put anything yeah, past yeah, them, right, Larry. Right. They'll, they'll come up with some. Spin. They'll come up with something. But yeah. I'm saying, like, stop. You. <laughs> it's clear he's not your guy. No. It it's was, clear. But, but Larry, it's been clear all year. You know, for yeah, all of you, us that watch the games, yeah, I know. All year, I get it. But you could say, well, we're but to get them our to guys not it. ready. The kid's right. not ready yet. We don't want to bring him up in this situation. He or they'll say, well, he was a stopgap anyway. We're ready to start the season with our kids. It's he was just a amazing anyway. that in a year, in an off season last year, where it was the greatest shortstop free agent class in forever. <laughs> this is the way we went. <laughs> this is this is what we got. The Yankees saving that money. The Yankees saving that judge money. Saving that judge money. The Yankees. And oh, by the way, isn't there a isn't there a shortstop that's available because he uh, is not re-signing? Isn't there a shortstop that's available? One of these uh, one of these old shortstops that had uh, you know a little uh, alarm clock, or a little, little apple, or a little be- big beating drum, or a little buzzer. Yeah, well, he says he's gonna. Isn't I he, think he's gonna. He opt says he's gonna opt out. Isn't he? Yeah. Isn't he available? I mean, he yeah, would be, I mean, he, he was available. He was available. He already had a chance, right? I know. But I got another chance, Gordon. Yeah, yeah, got another yeah. chance. No, if they didn't do it, if they haven't done it already, they they've admitted their they might have admitted their mistake with IKF, but I don't think that they're going down that road. Well, but what well, well, what happens if they lose Judge? Would they then go down that road? I I still don't. I think that that for Correa and the Astros taint of him being on the Astros. I think that that's just Ship too much sale. to go past. But. Look, if, if you lose Judge, you're going to have to fill that somehow, some, right? Some kind, of, some kind yeah. of star. And Aaron, and the other Aaron is not going to get it done. <laughs> Aaron Hicks is not going to get it done, no, Gordon. No, He's not going to get mean, it how done. About him, how about him? And, you know, to give him a, a start in left field and to see him trotting after a ball like, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? I had people after the game um, – after game two, because the offense was just so bad, Larry, Saturday mm-hmm. I had people calling up. I had one person call up and say that IKF should have been the leadoff guy. Mm-hmm. And then I had a guy call up and say that Aaron Hicks. We should get Aaron Hicks in there. He's the no. leadoff guy. No. He's not the guy you need. Amazing. <laughs> he's not the guy you need now either. But and and then they, they decide to put Glaber leadoff. He, sw- he swings the very first pitch, grounds out to shortstop. Of course he does. Cause, cause, oh, thank God. Thank goodness you don't have Judge in that, that leadoff spot, right? It made such a difference. <laughs> I saw what I, I watched him warm up. I saw all these guys. Oh <laughs> you should have watched him too. <laughs> you'd, have, you'd have seen everything you needed. Gordon, J Blaze NYC. Uncle L, if you're Joe Judge watching basically the same roster, what's more disconcerting? How much better job Dayball and his staff has done or how badly you approach the whole situation? I'll get your thoughts to that next. And your calls as well on 987 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.